The no-no words. Yes, they do exist in sales, and in this video, I'm gonna be sharing with you the words that you never, ever, ever should use in a sales appointment, except for one specific circumstance, which I'll share with you here in a minute. Listen, whether you're brand new in sales or you've been selling for a long time, you've probably studied sales communication and the language we use, but in this video, I'm gonna take it one or two steps deeper and leave you with an actionable plan to improve your communication so you can win more business. Before we get started, I just wanna say a quick welcome or welcome back. My name is Adam Benzman, The Roof Strategist, and I'm super glad to have you here. If you haven't yet done it, subscribe to the channel. I put out new content twice a week, all designed to help you implement as quickly as possible, as fast as your very next sale, to help you make even more money so you can smash your income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So let's get to it. In today's video, we're gonna talk about the words that you should never ever use. Now, let's get the fundamentals out of the way. First, is words create emotion and images in our mind? Emotion and images. When we hear a word, Oopsies, come on now. Come on, tablet, there we go. Um, when we hear a word, they trigger emotions or we visualize the story that we, that we hear. And that's why certain movies are so captivating because as we're watching the visuals, there's like the narrator in the background and they really supercharge the story and bring that emotional feel, whether the narrator is using this soft voice or they're really intense, it changes everything. But it's not just the words they use, it's the emotion that's tied to that word and the image of it. So I'm gonna give an example. If I say the word stop sign, uh, you're going to visualize in your mind's eye a stop sign that's in red, right? That's the image. Now, that emotion that's tied to stop is one of caution, fear, okay? So then the emotion comes in, all from a simple word like stop. All right, we paint that visual and the visual triggers the emotions. Or sometimes it goes the other way around where we, we hear the word sad, we might feel sad and then have an image in our mind of the, the sad emoji, right? Or whatever it is, or someone frowning. But these two work hand in hand. And true artists in sales understand the emotions and the images that are tied to the words that they use. And that's why I encourage salespeople to study the art of direct response copywriting, the, the written form of selling, because you get more choosy, because you lose the body language, the tonality, and being able to read your customers and you rely exclusively on the language that you use. So pro tip, go study direct response copywriting and you're gonna fine tune your sales skills in a really big way. All right, now that we have our fundamentals and the groundwork laid that words trigger emotions and images, let's now go into the words that you should stop saying or never say in a sale along with the one exception. First is the word contract. Now, what emotion comes when you hear the word contract? Contract sounds like handcuffs to me. I am contractually obligated. A contract sounds scary. There's a lot of risk. It's long term. Contract, not fun. The images of a contract is fine print, legal terms, and feeling like you don't really understand it. Would you agree? Contract's not a very good word. I'm gonna go through the list. We'll talk about the words to use in its place here in just a minute. Another word is price, okay? And I'm gonna throw cost in here as well. Price and cost, these are two words that we don't want to use. And some will go so far as to say buy. And the reason for that is all of these have a sense of losing something. There's a price, meaning it comes out of my pocket, a cost, I'm giving up money. When I buy something, although I do get a reward, 
I'm losing my money in order to get it. So price, cost, and buy all have this feeling of loss associated with it. In images of when you buy now online, it's I have to go give them my credit card. I'm gonna forfeit this money. What's the cost of something? There's no upside. It's purely a negative connotation to losing money. And then again, price, I'm seeing a big ticket item with a big red dollar sign in at least four numerals. To me, that's how cost breaks down. So these simple words, again, are all scary words to people, as is this one, the word sign. And oftentimes, you know, people say, hey, I just need you to sign here. We don't want to say sign. Sign is a contract. Again, fear. Do you like signing things? No. What does it mean when you sign something? Usually you're giving up your rights because you're acknowledging how something works and this, the, 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 <laughs> the deck is stacked in the other person's favor. So again, the words and images associated with these things here, contract, price, cost, buy, and sign, all share a few common themes of negativity and sadness and loss. All right, with the feelings of loss. Not good words. Instead, a few simple adjustments, we'll get this erased here, and I wanna share with you what you can say instead, and then again, that one exception, because there are some times that this can be used in what I'll call reverse psychology, and I'll touch on that in a minute. First, with contract, instead what we can say is agreement, okay? An agreement is a mutually beneficial arrangement. We've agreed to do this, so this is our agreement, again, you might be thinking, oh, it's called a contingency agreement. Yeah, not a contingency contract, it's called an agreement. The price and cost are investments, okay? Instead of buying, you get. I know it sounds crazy, but getting something is positive. Buying something is negative. Do you wanna get access to this or do you wanna go buy a new phone? Do you wanna get the latest technology on the newest iPhone or do you wanna go buy one and spend the $1,400 retail? No, you wanna get it. So again, the positive spin of all of this. Positive emotion, positive images. Agreement, I think visuals of handshakes, investments. I put money in, I get money out. I am playing into one of the strongest human motivators, which is greed. And by the way, greed has its upsides and downsides, but all of us are looking for gain, which psychologists kind of classify into the realm of gain, excuse me, of greed. I can gain something from this. And then again, get is a positive mindset, obtaining, becoming wealthier, having access or ownership to something. And again, images of that coming to me versus buy, I have images of me forfeiting my money. Do you see the difference here? Again, whether your customer is aware of this or not, it's going on in their head. Now, let's get to the one little exception here. There are times where I will mention price and cost, but in an inverse way. You know, here's what I mean by that. If I'm going through the details of, let's say, a good, better, best system, what I may sometimes do is say that this option is cheaper. Now I know, the salespeople that are watching are saying, Adam, that is an absolute no-no. We never wanna say the word cheaper because that includes that something's more expensive. But I challenge on this because it is a strategic use of this word in a way where that customer feels like they've gained something. This is a cheaper alternative. So what I know that they're worried about if they object to the bigger package, the best system, because it's too much money and I'm talking about it as an investment, I may say, hey, I have a cheaper alternative investment for you. And to them, cheaper equals what? 
saving money. So those are the very, very rare exceptions but I'll, where I'll use these on the inverse to play into the words and the emotions that I know are tied to the word cheaper. Cheaper is a better deal, a better bargain, saving money. And I want that homeowner to experience that emotionally in the visual images. And then I'm going to very quickly tie back in to talking about the agreement and the investment in the longevity and all the benefits of this new roofing system that we're looking at. So again, I did want to share this as a bit more of an advanced practice of going through the good, better, best, because I've had some people push back with me on it. And I'm not saying that you need to agree with me. And I'm telling you now, I'm not saying I'm right. What I am sharing with you is the psychology behind the words and images that are tied to the language that we use. Now, how do we put this in action? It's very simple. Throughout your day, Become very conscious of the words and images that are appearing in your mind when you hear people. And I want to give you a tip that I use. When I practice this, I close my eyes. And as I'm hearing people talk, I envision right on my eyelids coming up like the subtitles of the text. If you were to watch a YouTube video on mute, for example, and you have the text overlay, I'm envisioning all of this in my mind's eye as I talk. And as I use creative imagery in words, I start to see and feel those feelings. And then by experiencing this firsthand, I've been able to refine my skills of using the proper word choices to create the right emotions in images to clearly portray the message that I'm trying to communicate. And when you master this skill, people will not only hear you more clearly, they'll find you to be a stronger communicator, but your message becomes more emotional. And what's the number one thing people buy on? Emotion. That's right. So I hope that you're able to practice this in your day-to-day and you'll see as you begin to communicate the details of your retail bid, the details of the contingency agreement and asking for the business is where these language pieces will come in really, really clearly. Now, in my sales training that I teach with the car park formula, the slap formula, the arrow formula, you'll notice that a lot of the key points that I emphasize in that training system are designed around this use of language to really engage that customer emotionally, to capture them on their visual imagery so you can close more deals without having to really understand the psychology behind why it all works. It's just here's the fast track, follow this, and it's going to kick some butt for you. So there you have it. Now, if you like this video and you want more of them, what I want you to do is click right here and you can download a free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training Video Library. If you geek out on the psychology stuff, I've got a a whole playlist in there on body language and psychology. And if you want to continue your journey with me right here, YouTube thinks you're really going to like this one. Hey, thanks for joining me and I will see you on the next one. Hey, don't go anywhere just quite yet. This episode has come to a close, but I do have just a couple things for you. First, I want to thank you for listening to the Roof Strategist podcast, and I'd love to ask you a favor. Can you help me out here? Give a review to the podcast wherever it is that you stream. This helps the podcast grow, get in more people's ears, and help people smash their income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So good, bad, otherwise, I do keep an eye on these and I want to help, and I do look for video and podcast suggestions. Second, you might be interested in a product or a program to help you grow your business, grow your sales, and achieve, or better yet, smash your income goals, and I'd be honored to help. Many folks don't know where to start, and I want to simplify it for you. The best place for you to get started is with my all-in-one sales training, sales strategy, and sales system 
that I call the Roofing Sales Success Formula. And I will take you through everything you need to know from knock to close in a lightning fast nine and a half hours, whether that's for you, the individual sales rep, or as the standard training for teams. And there's a reason that it's being used by thousands of reps in the field as we speak, including some of the top 100 roofing companies in America. Now, if you are looking for some more ongoing help and support and really looking to fine tune your infinite game in sales and business, I invite you to join me and my fellow mentors, John Cenac, Deshaun Bryant, Matt Mulholland, and Jim Aline inside the Pitch Pro movement. Listen, there's links in the podcast description that will walk you through everything and direct you to those websites. But if you do want to chat with my team or with me, you can call or text 303-222-7133. That's 303-222-7133. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.